thank you. How far you have brought us, oh God, is so awesome and so great. We appreciate how far you have brought us, oh God. Your love endured forever, and your grace has been sufficient. Your grace has been sufficient. We have come to worship, we have come to adore, and to lift up your name, oh God, today. My prayer line here at the hour of Gethsemane. Spirit of God, we welcome you. I am that I am. We welcome you, ancient of days. We welcome you as old as you are. You remain the same. You remain the same. You remain the same. We appreciate you today. We appreciate you today. This morning, we thank you. This afternoon, we thank you. You say you are the Lord of Lords and all gracious God. Omnipresent God, omnipresent God, and the omnipotent God. Jehovah Elohim, a Jehovah Elohim. Jehovah El Shaddai, El Shaddai. We thank you. El Gabor, we exalt your holy name. Jehovah Elion, Jehovah Elion, Jehovah Elion. We thank you.
you have brought us is so awesome and so great and we appreciate you Lord Jesus a Saturday edition on a prayer line here at the hour of Gethsemane there is a weekend edition a weekend edition on a prayer line and we appreciate the Lord we give him all the praise and we give him all the adoration what he's doing is so awesome and so great and so marvelous Telling God today is that Lord, we thank you and we appreciate you, Lord Jesus. Come and descend for your glory and descend for your honor. Great and a wonderful God, how much you have loved us, how much you've loved us, how much you've loved us, Lord, we cannot pay for it. We have nothing to pay, we have nothing to offer for the love and the grace that you have shown us. So we've come to worship, we've come to adore, we've come to lift up your name and say you are a great God, an awesome God and an omnipotent God. Powerful and all knowing God, we thank you. Welcome you all today to our prayer line here at the hour of Gethsemane. This is where we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. Hour of Gethsemane is the hour of prayer. The hour of Gethsemane, we say we are untouchable, we are unbreakable, we are unstoppable, and we are undeniable. There's no way you can be denied, there is no way you can be stopped. Nothing can stop you, nothing can block you from what God has ordained and assigned for your destiny. Even into the door of your greatness, nobody can stop you, nobody can block you. You are a child of a, a child of destiny ordained and prepared for greater and wonderful works. See how much he loves you. The love of God and the grace of God is so awesome. Can you see how much to you and I you. enjoy and swimming in the grace and the love of God? I have declared this month our month of grace, Can you month of returning to the grace of God. See it. Let your eyes be open to see the love of God for you. Yesterday I read a scripture before we started our search, but I want to read the same scripture and add only the 11th verse and pray a short prayer for you before we start our segment today on our prayer line here at the hour of Gethsemane. I appreciate you all. God bless you. Everything he does is from the place of love. He's caring. He's protection. He's providing. He's preserving. He's protection. He's giving. He's from the place of love. Oh, we are coming to praise. 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 We are coming to praise.
that is why we are saying that, Lord, we appreciate you. Let me read a scripture I wanted to take before we start our segment today in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 3, verse number 1 to verse number 11. I'm not going to read all the verses, but I'll read the verse 1, 2, and 3, and I'll move to verse 10 and then the verse 11. You can't even begin to I'll pray a short prayer for you before we start our prayer, our prayer session today. As we're still in our team for the month returning to grace, experiencing the grace of God. While you were yet a sinner, he died. While you were yet a sinner, he made this love available. Scripture says, Okay, so first Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible said, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the wealth of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision there was no open vision vision today i'm reading from the king james version verse number two and it came to pass at that time when eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see verse three and El the lamb of god went out in the temple of the lord where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. He allowed the sun to shine on both the bad and good. This God is balanced. This Let's add the verse 4 before I move to verse 10. And the Bible said that the Lord called Samuel, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli. And said, Here am I, for that called me. And he said, I call it not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. God is just. This God is faithful. And he's the one you should give your life to. He gave you life so that you can give it back to him. So if you are holding it, you are not doing yourself good. So if you don't know him, I feel so strongly before we go deeper in the worship that you should just lift your hands. Think again. No need holding your life. So that you are not filled with... From the scripture yesterday... Before we start our sentiment, we saw that the boy Samuel was ministering unto God before the prophet Eli in the temple of God. And the Bible said one day, I believe it was getting to the evening time. And the Bible said the man of God the prophet Eli was about getting asleep. And while lying down, the boy Samuel seated at the temple, ministering before the man of God, heard a voice from God. 
that Samuel and the Bible said the young man of God went to the prophet Eli and called on the prophet and said man of God my father that means that the prophet Eli was a spiritual father to Samuel and the Bible said about Samuel went to his spiritual father and said man of God or daddy you are calling me or you called and the Bible said the prophet Eli spoke unto Samuel that I am not calling you so go back and sleep go back and lay down that is why I said it was getting late in the evening when oh my god the man of God was trying to catch some sleep. The servant of God went once again when he heard the voice mentioning his name and the Bible said, Samuel said unto him that I am not the one who is calling you and it happened the third time and the Bible said Samuel was still not able to decode the voice that was ministering to him but the man of God, the, the, the prophet Eli got to decode from the spirit that it was God that was ministering to the young man and the Bible said Eli said to Samuel the next time you will hear the voice respond the Lord your servant is with all ears and I am listening the Bible said for three times Samuel could not decode the voice of God I pray for somebody right now I declare prophetically upon or over this platform that from today my God you will hear clearly the voice of God the voice of God is speaking through vision, my God. The voice of God is speaking every now and then. The voice of God is speaking through men. The voice of God is speaking through the spirit. The voice of God is ministering in many ways and in many occasions. But I came to announce to somebody that when the voice of God, that when the word of God is ministered, God will give you that wisdom. God will give you that knowledge. God will give you that understanding to know and to decode and to understand that is God that is calling you for a purpose. There is a step somebody here you are about to take and God is ministering to you. There is a decision you are about to make and God is telling me that he is about to minister. He is about to talk. He is about to speak. If you will be in tune to the spirit of God, my God, I pray for somebody that you will hear loudly the voice of God. You will hear loudly the ministry of God upon your destiny and it will change your life for better and for good and for the rest of your life. I pray for somebody that and the spirit of God ministers and the spirit of God speak unto my God. May you be able to, to hear. May you be able to decode. May you be able to understand that it is God that is ministering. That it is God that is speaking unto you. Samuel could not. He could not. But I came to tell you many a time the Lord said I should speak to somebody here. That I've been speaking unto you. I have been talking to you. But you always mistake my voice. But I came to pray for somebody today. I came to open your spiritual eye. To open your spiritual ears. And to open your spiritual understanding. That from today. When the spirit of God ministered through his word. Or through an illumination. Or through a spiritual intuition. You will be able to know and recognize that it is the voice of God. That decision. God said, hey, I am giving you an accurate information. An accurate step as to what to do and as to a step to take. 
to bring about a successful decision. I pray for you. And I speak to somebody today that in the name of Jesus, may you hear clearly the voice of God. From today, in the mighty name of Jesus, let me add the verse number 10 and the verse 11 and then let me pray and then let's continue. Verse 36. The Lord came and stood and called as at other time, and some year, some year, then some year, answer, speak for thy servant hear it. Speak for thy servant hear it. Speak from today, you will hear the voice of God. The hey, this step, this job opportunity. This marital decision, this traveling decision, is it the voice of God? The voice of says yesterday, I made mention of three voices. Three voices. There are three voices that speak to humanity. Number one, the voice of Satan. Number two, your own voice. And number three, the voice of God. These are the three voices that speak to humanity. Your own voice. The voice of Satan and the voice of God. I pray that from today she will listen and move and act according to the voice of God. So the Bible said at this particular time Samuel got to understand that it is God that is calling him. So Samuel acknowledged God the Lord speak for thy servant one, hear it. Speak. God is speaking in this end time. Because the Bible said, at the end of the day, in the end of time, I will pour forth my spirit upon all flesh. The spirit of God has been poured forth at the day of Pentecost. And every child of God have received his or her portion. And God is speaking every day. Every moment God is speaking unto his people. If you will avail yourself, you will hear the voice of God. I say you will hear the voice of God. And some of says, speak for the servant what hear it. Speak for the servant is what? Listen. Some people will say, is rapture really going to happen? Why do you want to wait till rapture to find out? Then it will be late. Why don't you decide now? And this is how you start. By deciding that... Awesome aspect. That's the verse number 11 I wanted to read. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that hear it that you will follow him with the heart you believe with the mouth you confess behold I am doing a thing I am doing a thing to salvation behold God is doing something it will blow your mind he said behold I will do a thing 
in Israel, at which both ears, at which both ears of everyone that hear it shall tingle. It will shock. God is about doing something. If you will hear the voice of God, I pray that may God do a new thing. As you hear the voice of God, may the I am, may the ancient of days do a new thing in your life. And may that new thing shock, oh my God, the mind of people, blow the mind of people. In the name of Jesus Christ, it will blow the mind of people. Because God says, hey, I am doing a new thing. I am coming to do a thing in Israel. I am coming to do a thing in your life. I am coming to do a thing in your marriage. I am coming to do a thing in your business. I am coming to do a thing in, 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 in that your educational life. I am coming to do a thing in that your financial life. I am coming to do a thing. It will blow your mind. People will not understand. It's hey, We are serving the living God. We are serving a God that is an awesome God. A great God. Speak for your servant is listening. I pray may God open your inner man, your inner intuition, your spiritual ears, and your spiritual mind to foresee what God has prepared for you. To foresee the purposes and the plans of God concerning your life. Somebody type Amen. God bless you. And then you start to do now hear me just type a big amen. More fire. More fire. More fire. More fire. Jesus. So lift your hand. Where you are in your room, in that hospital room, in your office, wherever it is. I want to believe you are home with your family. And if you are in the hospital, lift your hands. Mm. If you are at work for any reason. Hey, God, 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 God. Say, Lord Jesus. If I'll be true to myself, I can see how far you brought me. How far you have brought me. By my power. I get things I don't deserve. I get things I don't work for. And it is because of you. So today, now, I give you my life. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died and that you rose again. And I believe that you are coming back again. And all eyes will see you. From today, be my Lord and Savior. Take charge of my life.
And you are still here standing after a year, two years, three years. It is God. And that's the God you have received. And that's the God we are worshiping. See how far he is. Welcome, you are welcome, you are welcome, you are welcome once again. Bridget, baby. Yes, sister, how are you? You are welcome. God bless you, Bridget, baby. Pastor Andre Jackson, Pastor Andre, how are you doing? God bless you, Pastor Andre Jackson. Pastor Andrea, you are welcome. God bless you. Bridget Berima, my dear sister, Bridget Berima, God bless you for joining today. You are warmly welcome. God bless you. My dear sister, Lydia Ayensu, Lydia, you are welcome. God bless you. How are you doing? I believe you are doing well. Hey, yesterday we couldn't talk, right? No problem. We'll talk today. God bless you. Lydia Ayensu. I have come to you. Make it personal. Say, see how far you brought me. I also welcome my brother Jonathan Owusu. Jonathan, God bless you. You are welcome. My dear sister, Ekia Davis. I'm Ekia Davis. How are you doing? You are welcome. God bless you. I'm Gloria Chapman. You are also welcome. Woman of God, God bless you for joining us today. I'm Gloria Chapman. God bless you. You are so warmly welcome. We are so honored and privileged having you. God bless you all. God bless you all. God bless you all. God bless you all. Back to top 20 in this month of February. God bless you. Your contribution, your gift on the platform has pushed us to top 20 podcasters on pod being here in the month of February. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's keep the gift coming on the platform and let's move ahead to top 10. God bless you all. God bless you all. Such profound words. I say, see how far you've brought me, oh, my God, my God, my God, my God, oh, I have come, oh, 
Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. I am that I am, Ancient of Days, Alpha and Omega. We exalt your name. We give you all the praise and we give you all the adoration for the wonderful things and the miracles and all the life that you've given unto us. We appreciate you, Jesus. We love you. We say you are a great God, an awesome God, wonderful God, powerful God. We appreciate you today. We adore your name today. We worship you and we adore your name in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. If you can hear me today, I just want you to type a big amen uh, on the platform. Just type a big amen if you can hear me right now. Just type a big amen if you can hear me. God bless you for joining us today on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. Can somebody hear me? Is the network is is the network okay? Can you hear me? Or the network is breaking? Okay. Yes, you can hear me. God bless you, Pastor Andrea. Pierre Davis. God bless you. God bless you. Okay. We we started something yesterday. And today I want to take my time to do a little teaching for a very short time and then we'll pray and then close. Today I want us to quickly look at what we what we saw yesterday and then add a little to that and then we'll have some time to pray short time to pray and then today's weekend yes today's weekend we can have some some time for ourselves and our family okay god bless you all yesterday we started with a team Returning to grace, returning to grace, returning to grace. So yesterday we started looking into the team, grace, the grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God. Yesterday I said the word grace is mentioned in the Bible 124, 10 in the Old Testament and 114 in the New Testament. Out of the 114, 80 is found in the letters or in the books written by Paul the Apostle and yesterday I said the grace of God is like a coin one face and the other face of the coin one face of the coin defies grace the other also define grace the two definition of grace that's what i said yesterday are we going back right now and then i also take you through a definition by some of the bible dictionaries that we have a definition of grace from the bible dictionary when we talk about grace. So yesterday I said 
at one side of the coin, when we talk about grace, we say grace is the unmerited favor. On one side of the coin, grace is the unmerited favor, mercy, compassion, acceptance, kindness, graciousness, goodwill. And divine assistance of God. So, when we are talking about one side of the coin of grace, we are talking about the unmerited favor. As we go into the, as we go deeper into the series, all these ways will be well explained unto our understanding. So, We're talking about unmerited favor, the mercy of God, M- merciful God, His compassion, and His acceptance. The unmerited favor had to do with what you don't deserve. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve to be called children of God. Gentiles like us, sinners like us, but the grace has given us the opportunity through what the mercy, through what the mercy. So, when we say God is a merciful God, God is a merciful God through what His grace. So, through the grace of God, God is always merciful. So, that is why, irrespective of Whatever sin that you committed in the past, when you came to Christ, He accepted you. And even, and even as I'm talking right now, maybe you don't have Jesus, you are still wallowing in sin, irrespective of whatever sin that you have committed or you are committing. If you will acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, the mercy and His compassion. Together with the acceptance, he will accept you. He will have mercy on you. He will forgive you. And he will show his kindness unto you. Because God will show kindness because he is what? Gracious. He will show kindness because he is what? Gracious. And finally, we say what? Divine assistance of God. God helping us to overcome sin. That is why today you are able to differentiate between what is evil and what is good. And when evil is coming, the edge is the divine assistance that strengthens you, that equips you to know that this is sin, this is evil. So I will not touch what is evil. I will not touch what is sin. The divine assistance to help us, to equip us, to empower us. That is the first phase of the coin. And the second phase of the coin, that is the, the second definition of grace, is the divine life. Yesterday, said the divine life. The divine what? Life. 
So that is why you and I will believe today that even if we die today, it is our body that has died, but our soul and our spirit live it. So we have life in Christ Jesus Christ. Knowing very well that we can die today or tomorrow. But at the day of reckoning, you and I will resurrect. We will resurrect. And, and be part of the living that I have in Jesus Christ. And all of us will ascend to the heavens, the divine life. And what power? Talk about power. We're talking about the ability of God authority. Flowing and operating through us. In order to give us the supernatural power and ability for ministry, for sanctification, and for all works. So the power that you and I we have in Christ, the authority we have in Christ. To command, to speak, for something to happen is as a result of God's grace. Is as a result of the grace of God upon our life. The ability for what ministry. I am into ministry. Pastor Andrea is into ministry. We have other people who are into ministry. Our power, our ability, is solely dependent. On the grace of God. So as we go into the series, you will get to understand that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the grace of God. I'll be going to the Holy Spirit is the spirit of grace. Let, let, me, let me put it that way. That is the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost is the spirit of what? Grace. Yesterday I said, if a man of God or a woman of God can minister to touch lives, for souls to be warm for Christ, that ability backing the ministration, that power backing the word of God, is the spirit of what grace backing that ministration. And sanctification, it is through grace that we are sanctified. We are free from sin. The Bible says, for God is holy, therefore be holy. We cannot be holy without the grace of God. We are human, we are mortals. Sometimes our utterances, our actions, our inactions, our feelings, we have something we call the sin of omission and the sin of commission. The sin of omission and the sin of commission. The sin of omission is where you commit a sin unknowingly. Not knowing that this and that that I did yesterday or today is sent before God. And the commission aspect has to do with a knowing what sin. Knowing very well that this is sin and you are committing it. And the sin of commission. So it is through the grace of God that we are sanctified and made what holy and perfect spiritually before God. Apart from that, no man is perfect. We cannot be perfect. So, that is why today I said I'm taking time 
I'm not preaching like the way I was preaching yesterday. I'm taking time to teach for you to understand the grace of God. That is one of the reasons and the purposes why we are here to know the word of God, to understand the word of God. And if you know the word, the word will set you free. If you know the word of God, if you know your right in Christ, if you know your right in Jesus Christ, operating in our sonship or in our adoption, they come easily because we know who we are, who our God is, and where we are going. God bless you. Somebody type a big amen. It's one of my favorite songs. It says beyond me. God has looked beyond me. So let's let's quickly look at some other additions to the two kind of grace that or the two definition of grace that I have given so far. So here is how grace is specifically here is how grace is is, is specifically defined by some of the different Bible dictionaries. Different Bible dictionaries have also defined grace which is considerable and which is within the biblical context uh, for the child of God. So the first one, so you will see that at the end of the day, all the Bible dictionary definition of grace are off are off found or we can find all within the two earlier definition that I gave earlier. That two definitions sum up all the dictionary definitions of grace. Sums up all the definitions the dictionary definition of grace. So the first one is that grace is the unmerited favor, mercy, compassion. I've already mentioned that in our first definition. The other Bible definition of grace, other Bible dictionary definition of grace is that grace is undeserved blessing. Grace is what? Undeserved blessing. A blessing that we don't deserve it, but God has given that blessing unto us. A blessing that we don't deserve. We don't deserve that blessing. But God has given that blessing to you. Sometimes you testify about a wonderful thing that, that, that the Lord has done for you. 
that blows your mind, of which you were not even expecting. But God did it. Undeserved what blessings. Undeserved what favor. A free what gift. So the second biblical dictionary definition says that it's undeserved blessings, a free what gift of God, a free gift of God. So yesterday we saw that from one of the verses that we read in, in I think in the book of Romans, where the Bible says that. Let me just quickly take it from uh, okay. Let me just take it from the book of Romans, chapter one. Not the Romans chapter one. Okay, um, yes, Romans chapter eleven. Romans chapter eleven, where the Bible says that, and if by grace, and if by grace, then it is no longer of works. It is no longer of what of works. Mean that you didn't do anything to receive it. It is just what a free what gift. It is just what a free gift. So we are saying that grace has to do with undeserved blessings, or in other words, a free gift of God, a free gift of God, a free gift. Example is what salvation. God has given us. God has saved us from this evil world, this corrupt world, this corrupt generation. Not because we paid something for it, not because we deserve it, not because we deserve to be called sons of God, but it is because God's grace has been what sufficient. The grace of God is what is sufficient for you and I. We we never deserved it. We don't deserve it. We didn't deserve it, but He gave it unto us. Free of charge, so it's a free what gift. So the grace of God is what a free gift of God. He gives unto us freely, without we paying for it. Another example is what life. He has given us life, a free gift. How many people sleep, slept yesterday, and how many people waked up yesterday? You are welcome, Mary. You are welcome. God bless you, my brother George. You're free. You are welcome. God bless you. And then, first lady, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us today. Life is a free gift that God has given unto us. A lot of people slept yesterday, but this morning when we wake up, some could not wake up. But you and I, we wake up because the grace has been sufficient for you and I. It's just a free gift. It's not because we can pray more than. Everybody, it's not because we are righteous more than everybody. It is not because we are doing something to please God, something awesome or great or powerful, or we can preach more than all the preachers, or we can teach, or we can go out there and evangelize, or we can speak about Him. It is because. The grace of God has abound, and you and I, we are partakers of His grace. Another definition or explanation from the Bible dictionary 
is God's loving mercy towards humanity. So when we talk about grace, we are talking about God's what, loving mercy. God's loving mercy towards what? Humanity. He is a merciful God. God is what? A merciful God. God is what? A merciful God. God is not a man. Sometimes, if you are married, you can do something to your wife or to your husband, and he can say, I will not forgive you. This marriage cannot move on again. Sometimes you can do something to your boss at the workplace. Something might happen. Then your boss will say, This, I cannot forgive you. You are fired. I cannot forgive you. Sometimes a friend, a brother, a colleague, maybe an argument, maybe something happened between two of you. The person can say, No, I will not forgive you. We even have Christians, we have two children of God. Who cannot easily forgive? Who cannot what easily forgive? God is a loving and a merciful God. He is a gracious God. He forgives us anytime we err and go to Him that God have erred. God have erred. Forgive me. The Bible said, He is quite gracious. He is merciful. He is truthful to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what the Bible said. Even if you are going to the altar to offer an offering, and you remember that you are not in a talking time with somebody, put the offering down, go back there and reconcile with the person before you come back and drop the offering. How God, how merciful God is. So we are saying that God's loving but mercy towards mankind. If not the mercy of God, if not the mercy of God, maybe I might not be here preaching today. Maybe you might not be here listening to me today. But it's through the mercy of God. So God. Is what a merciful God. So if God is a merciful God, His mercy is towards us. His mercy is just towards us in the presence of what His grace. So we are saying that the grace of God means God's loving mercy towards humanity. Sometimes some things happen, and when I look at it. And if I am to be God, that particular day, I would have bring the whole world to an end. But am I God? I can't be God. Sometimes something happens, I see something, and I wish, like, ah, if I'm God, I would have killed him. I would have killed her. And God said, hey. So you don't worry. We will look at, from here, we'll be going into the types of grace. And we'll look at one type of grace called the common grace. The common grace will go there. Sometimes you ask yourself, looking at the attitude, the behavior, the lifestyle of people, and you wonder. But still, God loves them. God loves everybody. His love towards humanity. That is why He has given everybody a will and an end opportunity. 
to live good or live bad. So even those in the world, he still loved them. That is why the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Which word? It is this same evil word, this corrupt word. This word where men are marrying men, women marrying women, corruption everywhere, killing, murdering people, blood money, worshipping of idols, and all that. God said, I still love this word. Why? Because he's a merciful God. God could have one day destroyed all this world. In a second. I hope you remember in the Old Testament. Sodom and Gomorrah. How God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. In the days of Noah. So with all this, God is still what? Merciful. So we are saying the grace of God had to do with God's loving mercy towards what? Humanity. One of the reasons why God loved humanity so much is when you and I, we go back to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 25, 26, 27 to 28. The Bible said, And God said, Let us make man in our own image after our likeness. You are the image of God you are the likeness of God. You are the image of God. You are the likeness of God. So irrespective of whatever you do, God loves you. It's just like, there is, there is an account proverb in, in Ghana here that says, Oba e jani naibu osereso anawa naisua untawo naino anase untawo sereno ntonchini neimum opepa that is a proverb. That is an account proverb in Ghana here. And it simply means that if, if your child defecates on your lap, you don't cut your lap away, but you clean it. That is how God is. So God said, hey, I created you in my own image after my likeness. You are my son. You are my daughter. So irrespective of how wayward we go, he still loves us. When we come back, He's always willing. He's always ready to accept us back. God's love. Or God's loving mercy towards humanity. Because we are the image of God. We are what? The likeness of God. So I came to let you to understand that you are the image of God. You are the likeness of God. And God's loving mercy is always towards you. So don't get to a situation, don't get to a moment and think that this thing that I've done, this thing I did in the past, God cannot forgive me. Never in the Bible. Never written in any portion in the Bible that God cannot forgive. Because God is loving and merciful. Because God is a compassionate God. Irrespective of how far you have gone, He is still ready. He is still willing. 
He is still prepared, ready, willing, and prepared to have that relationship back with you. That is why Jesus came. If not, before Jesus, God could have destroyed the whole world because there was no communication between God and humanity. So God said, Because I love the world, I want to draw man back unto myself. So Jesus came in as a mediator to mediate between humanity and one God. To be a spokesperson, to be a lawyer between God and what? Humanity. So grace had to do with God's loving mercy towards humanity. That is grace. Let's look at the next biblical dictionary definition of grace. It simply means favor, graciousness, kindness, beauty, and pleasantness. You are welcome, Apostle Emmanuel Akon Jr., published human of God, for joining our prayer line here today at the hour of the sermon. So, when we are talking about grace of God, we are talking about what? The favor of God. That is why I'm saying that all the biblical dictionary definition of grace is something that I've already summed up in our first two definitions of grace. So, I'm just mentioning it. Because it's something that I've already talked about. I've talked about graciousness of God, the favor of God, the unmerited favor of God, the kindness of God, the beauty, and then the pleasantness of what God. How pleasant God is. How God is beautiful. God, God's beauty does not mean the nature of God is beauty, but His work. His work or his works are beauty. Look at his creation. Beautiful. Sometimes you visit some place, you see some nature beautiful. Sometimes you see human. And there was a time I met my own colleague, a man. I said, Ah, this man is handsome. That is the creation of God. We have women that see their own colleague, women, and say, this sister is beautiful that is the creation of god that's how wonderful god is and you know what god with all these beauties specialize each of us and each of his creation is special it's unique there's something awesome about each and every of his creation and that is the work of God's grace. That's why when you dress and you meet a colleague or a friend, oh, you, you are look, today you are looking beautiful. You are looking handsome. So it is by, then you respond what? It is by the grace of God. It is what? By the grace of God. You are looking beautiful. You are looking handsome. Today you are looking great. It is by the grace of God. Oh, these days your business is moving. Is by the grace of God. Everything we attribute it. Trisha, Harry, you are welcome. Trisha, you are welcome. God bless you, Trisha, for joining our prayer line today. 
God bless you. So, the definitions are, are many. I, I will not be able to go through all of them because I already said I've summed up all this definition in, 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 in the first two definitions of grace that I gave earlier. Let me pick maybe one or two、um, again. Okay. Another one here says that. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Say that undeserved acceptance and love received from another, especially the characteristics, attitude of God. In providing salvation to sinners, I'm going to talk about that. The gift of God, as expressed in His action of extending mercy, loving kindness, and salvation to people, I've talked about that. Unmerited divine assistance, giving man for his generation of sanctification, I'm going to talk about that. Divine assistance. Giving man for his what? Regeneration or what? Sanctification. So we are sanctified through what? Grace. And we are also justified through grace. We are sanctified. Sanctification is the work of what? God's grace. So now you and I can say, can, say, can boldly point our chest and say that I am sanctified, I am righteous. I am holy. I have been clean. I have been justified. And justification is to do what? Faith. So for you to say, I am justified, is that it's through faith. And with your faith, you are justified by the work of what? By the works of what? God's grace. God's what? Grace. So we are justified. We are sanctified. We are regenerated through what? The grace of God and the power and equipment for ministry. The power and equipment for ministry. I've talked about that already. So, these are a few different Bible dictionary definitions of, of grace. God bless you. After looking at the definition of grace, the next thing I want to look I want us to look at is types of grace. Types of grace. And before I move on to talk about the type of grace, I want to talk about the type of grace. This is what I want to do right now. If I move on to talk about the type of grace, maybe you have a question to ask me, or you have Some contribution 
to to give maybe i omitted something that you want to add up or there's something that you didn't get well let me give some two to five minutes just click on the call in call me right now if there's something that you want to ask there's something that you want to add up to the definition of grace before i move on to look at the type of grace today i said today i'm teaching i'm teaching and i'm giving this opportunity out if everything is clear we can move on yes you know yesterday i i, I preached yesterday today i want to take my time for us to know what the grace of god is what really the grace of god is god bless you okay so if there is nothing like that i think we can move on but i'm still giving you just one 30 seconds to one hour if you call in i'll pick you and then we'll continue Okay, so let's move on and let's look at types of grace. Or in other words, kinds, the kind of grace that we have. The kind of grace or the type of grace. Whatever way you want to put it um, is okay. It's okay with me. The kind of grace that we have or the type of grace that we have. We have as many as. But... I'll be mentioning a few and along the line we'll have uh, the others in addition. So if possibly today I'll be talking about two or three. If the time for our first session is up, it's maybe if maybe if it's left with ten minutes, I will stop. If it's left with ten minutes, if it's left with ten minutes, I will stop and then I'll pray for you. And after I pray for you, then we'll close and then we'll come and continue tomorrow. So this month, there are days that I will take time to teach. And there are days that I'm going to preach and pray. We have other men of God who will also be coming on board. Yes. So let's quickly look at the kind of grace and the type of grace that is available for the child of God. Let me take it from here. In the Catholic tradition, there are two types of grace. Yes. And this two type of grace or kind of grace is the actual grace and the sanctifying grace. The actual grace and then the sanctifying grace 
And when we move on to the Wesleyan tradition and the Pentecostal and the Charismatic, we have other Greeks which are found within these two Greeks, the actual and the sanctifying Greeks. So, from John Wesley, the founder of the Wesleyan Church, or in the Wesleyan tradition, they speak of what four types of grace. John Wesley spoke about ten, four types of what grace. The first one is a justifying grace, as mentioned earlier, under the Catholic tradition. We have the sanctifying grace, we have the justifying grace one, we have the sanctifying grace, we have the glorifying grace, number three, and the fourth one is the prevenient grace, the prevenient grace. I will take time to explain everything that I'm talking about here. So, Looking at these four types of grace, I will go into detail. You will see that all of them are still found within the first kind or type of grace that I made mention of. So, example, the actual grace, the common grace, the prevalent grace, all is talking about one thing. That is the goodness of God. That's why the goodness of what? Of God. How good God is. But He is good in many ways. That is why all these things are grouped in here. But I will take the time to take you through all this kind of grace or this type of grace for you and I to know that the grace that we are enjoying the grace that you and I we are benefiting today in which other kind or type they are all what grace they are all given by God for you and I to enjoy it for you and I to enjoy his grace his abundant love and what his goodness so let me let me take the first type of grace so as i mentioned the first two the four and when you come to the charismatic we have others others that are added like the miraculous grace the charismatic grace the common grace and all that i'll take time to explain all of them but the one that i want to explain first for you and i to know how god loves us is the common grace the common what grace and when we talk about the common grace it simply means that god loves all god loves all the common grace 
is that the love of God is for all. Common grace is God's kindness to everyone. Whether or not they acknowledge Him, He loves everybody. Why it is true that believers will experience both common grace and the saving grace, those who are part from Christ will only experience the common grace in this life. So the common grace is a type of grace where whether you accept Christ or you don't accept Christ, you still enjoy that grace. Whether you were a Christian, you were a Buddhist, you were Muslim, you were traditionalist, or you don't serve any other God at all, this grace is sufficient for you. The common one, grace. This grace is common to every living creature. Let me take a scripture and you will bear with me from the book of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. The Bible says that he causes his son. He causes his son to rise on the evil and good. And send rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So have you seen here? Both the good and the evil. Both the righteous and the unrighteous is enjoying this grace. The grace of what? Sun. And the grace of what? Rain. The rain that falls every day. That falls within a season. Everybody enjoys the rain. Is that not it? Can somebody call in and tell me that there was a time there was a rainfall and God, God decided that the rainfall or the rain will not fall in the house or in the land or in the field of the unrighteous. Never. Or the sun shining on the life of only the righteous. Never. So both the righteous and the unrighteous all enjoy this particular grace. Call what? The common grace. So the Matthew 5.45 says, He causes his son, his son, God's own son. That's why I'm not talking about S-O-N. But S-U-N, sun. The moon, sun, stars and those things. Okay. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and send rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Let's go back to Psalm 104 verse 14. The Bible said, He makes grass grow for the cattle and plant for people. To cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth. So, have you seen? Both the animals are also enjoying this grace. He makes grass grow for the cattle 
and plant for people to cultivate. So as people go out there to cultivate the land, whether you are righteous or not righteous, so far you, you, you follow the agronomic practices, you have your yield. Yes, you have it. The, those that have not accepted Christ, are they not enjoying life? Some of them are working, some are having big businesses. Their business is going, their business is booming. But they, but they don't have Christ. Everything is working for them. But they don't have Christ. So all of us are enjoying this particular grace. It's sufficient. Because at a particular point in time, these people can give their life to Christ anytime. That is why it is not unto you and I to judge anyone or to judge anybody. It is not unto you and I to judge anyone or to judge anybody. The final judgment is of the Lord. He knows what is good and what is bad for us. So let's leave everything to God. That at the day of judgment or at the day of harvest, He will separate the weeds. He will separate the weeds from the good plants. So the psalmist said, He made grass to grow for cutters and plant for people, to, for people, not for the righteous, but for people, for all. Yes, for all to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth. So food is for all, whether righteous or not righteous. When you work hard, you'll get your food to eat. When you do what you're supposed to do, you'll get your food to eat. The grace of God still abounds. Let me add this from, let me add this last but one test under the common grace from the book of Luke. Chapter 5, verse 35. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 6, verse 35. Luke chapter 6, verse 35. He is kind to the, the ungrateful and wicked. Hmm. Has anybody come across this in the Bible? That he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. God is kind to the wicked. God is kind to the ungrateful. Even those that are not grateful for what the Lord has done for them, He is still kind to them. And this grace, we because already we said grace had to do with the kindness of God. So if the Bible is saying He is kind, this grace is to what? Even the wicked. Even the wicked enjoy this kindness of what grace. And the ungrateful, even though they are ungrateful upon all what the Lord has done for them, still they attribute it to their experience, to their, to, 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 to their skill, to their strength, and their hard work. They attribute everything to themselves that because I am hardworking, because I am this, because I am skillful, because I am able to educate myself because of this. So it is I, 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 I. Even though that's I did this, I did that. I, I, I. The word, the use of the word I or the letter I, 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 I. All these people, the Bible said God is kind to them. Even the wicked, the murderers, the killers, 
the armed robbers, fornicators, idolaters, idol worshippers. He is what? Kind to them. That is why they are still alive. That is why he has not killed them. He is kind to them. Knowing very well that these people can turn to him anytime, any moment. Is somebody here with me? If you are here with me, type I am here. The platform is silent. Because I am teaching, here is silent. Type I am here. Just type I am here. Yes. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I've seen that you are here. God bless you. Let's look at the last verse. Acts, the book of Acts. The book of Acts. The book of Acts, chapter 17. The book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 25. The book of Acts, chapter... Okay. Bridget, baby, said I'm here. Said I'm here. Jonathan, I'm here. George, free, I'm here. Kriya Davis, I'm, I'm here. God bless you all. Acts chapter 17, verse 25. Acts 17, 25. The Bible said, He himself, he himself, is talking about God. He himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. And everything else. And everything else he himself gives everyone life and breath so the other common grace is what life and breath life and breath is given to all life and what breath is given what to all is given to both the righteous is given to both the evil one the sinners, the wicked, we all have life. And this is the work of what? God's grace. It's through what? His mercy and His compassion. That is why today I can talk. I can speak. I can walk. And there is another person who is planning a coup d'etat to overthrow or there is an armed robber who is planning to shoot somebody and pick their belonging and their possession. And that person is also still having life and breath. There is somebody who is trying everything possible to snatch somebody's wife or to snatch somebody's what? Husband. 
that person also have life and breath. There's somebody who at the moment is at the feet of a shrine. That person also have life and breath. We are all enjoying the grace of God. We are all enjoying the grace of God. The grace of God is available for both the believer and the unbeliever. And this type or this kind of grace is called the common one grace. It's called what? The common grace. So this grace is available. Sometimes you wish somebody somebody die, but the person is not dying. Because you are not God, you cannot kill. Yes. When you look at the evil somebody did to you, you wish God would just hit that person. The person would die at once. But the person is still alive. Why? It is because of the grace of God. The grace of God is available. It's sufficient for all of us. And this type or kind of grace is called the common grace. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. See how far you've brought us. Lord, Lord we are here we have to worship you. See how far you've brought us. Lord, we are here, we've come to say. We've come to worship you. See how far you brought us. You brought us, Lord, Lord, Lord. We worship you. See. to add the second type the second one i want to talk about is what we call the prevenient grace and this word means to precede it's an old-fashioned word which also means to precede but i want to end it here today 
impressive. You are welcome. God bless you for joining us today. But I want to end here and then pray for you. I want to end here and pray for you. And when we come back, God willing, tomorrow, I will continue on our series on grace for you and I to know what the grace of God is. As we have seen the meaning and definition, and as we are going to, we are going through the kinds of grace or the types of grace. We first look at the common grace. So I was about moving to the prevenient grace, the prevenient grace. And from there, I'll be going to justifying grace. But let me pause here. And then pray for you so that God willing, tomorrow I'll come online after church special in the evening time in Ghana. That will be the afternoon in the U.S. so that the U.S. people that will be going to church will be able to join the session for us to go through the teaching and the word of God. So I am praying for you right now. We have just about seven minutes left. I will not come back after this session ends. So I'm praying for you right now. That you enjoy the grace of God. That you enjoy the unmerited favor of God. You see the grace of God. Is the unmerited favor, the unmerited what favor of God, the unmerited favor. I pray that in the name of Jesus, that you will enjoy unmerited assistance, that you will enjoy unmerited help, that you will enjoy a divine assistance. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare that from today, the mercy of God, the compassion of God, the undeserved blessings, the undeserved blessings be your portion. I see an undeserved blessing, a blessing that you are not even looking out for. But God is bringing it on your way to blow your mind. God is bringing it on your way for you to know that He is an awesome God, all gracious God, all kind what God. I pray for somebody that may the beauty of God be reflected in your life. May the beauty of God be reflected in your spiritual life. May the beauty of God be reflected in your Christian life. May the beauty of God be reflected in your ministry. May the beauty of God be reflected in your marriage. May the beauty of God be reflected in all aspects of your life. In your health, may you experience the beauty of God. In your finances, experience the beauty of God. In your business, may you experience the beauty of God in the name of Jesus Christ. 
May everything be made beautiful in your life. Physically, may you be beautified by the might of God. May God hold you by the right hand and beautify you and lift you and bless you and favor you and honor you in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for somebody that as we said, the grace of God had to do with a free gift of God. God has given you salvation. God has given you salvation free of charge. But there are other free gifts that God is about giving unto you. May God release from the heavens any pleasant gift to bring joy into your life. In the name of Jesus. The gift of marriage. The gift of financial breakthrough. The gift of educational doors. The gift of job doors. The gift of traveling doors. Through the grace of God. Receive it now. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The gift of God. The free gift of God. The free honor of God. The free favor of God. Receive it now. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus Christ. I declare. Unmerited divine assistance. For you. Receive unmerited divine assistance. Receive a supernatural unmerited assistance. In your life. May the heaven assist you. May the heavens help you. May heavens extend his hand and help somebody and assist you now and forever in the mighty name of Jesus. Finally, I pray that may the heavens through grace empower you with divine power and strength and anointing to function in the name of Jesus. You are blessed. You are favored. You are honored in the name of Jesus. Somebody type a big amen. If you can hear me, God bless you. God bless you today, Bridget, baby. Brother Jonathan Owusu, God bless you. Pastor Andre Jackson, God bless you. Woman of God, Madam Gloria Chapman, God bless you. God bless you so much. God bless you. My dear sister Equia Davis. God bless you, sister Equia Davis. God bless you. God bless you. Jonathan Urusu. God bless you. Tisha, Tisha. God bless you for joining our prayer line today. Tricia, Tricia Henry. God bless you, Tricia Henry. God bless you. First Lady, God bless you for joining us today. God bless everybody who is online today. Our time is up and that is where we'll bring our curtain to a close today on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. God bless you all. Remain blessed and favored. You're going in and you're coming out. May the grace of God be your portion. You are blessed. You are favored in Jesus' mighty name. See you tomorrow. Shalom. Peace be unto you. you are-